Hello and welcome back to Little MB. Gonna be finishing up with Bloodlands today. I actually pushed through and finished it. And I'm telling you, it is a must read. It is a horrible book and a terrifying book. But especially the people who voted for Biden the people who think vaccine mandates should happen. They need to listen to this. I'm telling you. They need to read the book. It'll be a lot easier to, for most people to listen to than it will for them to actually read, I believe. That could just be me. A few years ago, I don't know if any of you remember, but a few years ago there were these jokes and all kinds of nasty things being said about the Ukrainian, I don't know if it was their, it was their equivalent to either Parliament or the House of Representatives. And there was an absolute brawl that broke out. And so, of course, you had comedians making jokes. You had people in the media saying all kinds of things. Basically, no respect for the Ukrainians when this took place. And I actually didn't make any jokes or anything like that. I didn't know even half of what I know now about what's transpired in that country. But I've talked before about when I was in Romania and what a terrifying time it was when they held their elections between a democratic president, and that just means democracy, and the communist president at the time. Um, the dude I was with, Justin, he is a year younger than me. He was just this little dude. Cool, cool guy, cool guy. But he had one of the first laptops that actually had a modem built into the internet. This was back when you still had the dial-up modems. Don't know if you remember those annoying, noisy sounds it'd make when you logged on to the internet, and it usually took about three to five minutes. I mean, can you imagine kids today with their impatience having to wait that long to get online? But I had him pull up a map of Romania, and I was like, what's the closest country to us? And it happened to be Ukraine, and it happened to be to the north. Some of this I've said before, as far as the story, but I'm going to tell it again. The wrestling coach that got me to Romania, his name is Peter Stroh. And when he was a kid is when World War II took place. So, when the communists came back through, now as I said before, Romania was an ally to Hitler. Yugoslavia and Hungary, they were also allies. You never really hear about that. I learned about it from Peter, but you just never heard about it. It was always Italy which they didn't amount to shit. Germany had to go back them up because 
Mussolini's army was so worthless. Then there was Hitler and Japan. And when the Soviet Union came back through and took Romania, as I said before, I'll say it again, it, it kind of sucks because of my love for the country and the people there that I met. So it kind of sucked for me to learn that Romania itself killed 300,000 Jews. But, you know, it's, I, I don't know what I can say about it. The people there I loved, and this is the thing. I saw, I saw some stuff over there I didn't care for, but I know I'm kind of mumbling and rambling. Sorry about that. Just trying to figure out where to go, how to get there. So when I was there, there was a point in time I was hanging out with some of the wrestlers out, you know, walking around town. And this was in Bucharest. And they didn't hurt the dude, hurt the dude. But they still jumped this guy. And he got a couple face shots. Most of them were body shots. Shit like that. And not speaking Romanian or understanding it. I obviously was like, what the hell? So I grabbed one of the guys and I was like, what the hell's going on here? And he says, eh, he's a gypsy. And get upset with my language if you want. This is what was said. You know, so I'm just going to tell it straight how it was said. I was like, who cares? So what? He's a gypsy. He actually said to me, he said, in America, you have niggers. Here, we have gypsies. And I was like, dude, it doesn't, it ain't like that in America anymore. It's not like that. And he just shrugged. And so, no, I don't like everything that went on. You know, it, there's a lot I still don't understand. I, it, it just amazes me how somebody can have a hatred for somebody. Because one thing that a lot of people don't know, it wasn't just Jews that got slaughtered. It was homosexuals. It was gypsies. There was two, Roma and uh, Senti, I believe, is the two ethnicities of the different gypsies that were around, they got slaughtered along with the Jews. They weren't as high in number. So by numbers, they didn't suffer as many deaths, but it happened in World War II. So when they decided in 1989, we were actually there for this election and then the 23rd through the 26th of December, which we were there for one and a half days of this memorial slash holiday. It wasn't a holiday as in having fun, but it was the anniversary. In 1989, there were protests over those days in different cities in Romania. They just sent in the military and gunned these kids down. I saw a grave for a 10 year old kid. So I can still remember when the election was approaching, we were still in Potesti staying with the family. And so sitting there 
using the 12 year old daughter Mihaila is the translator spoke with the father and asked basically asked who he was voting for you know just curiosity he didn't even hesitate he said communist party that just blew my mind it's like how could you want communism when you you know could have democracy capitalism be free you know well, come to find out, there was a very good explanation. Over here, we take the secret ballot for granted. Take it for granted. Most people don't even use their right to keep it a secret. Over there, there was no such thing. And flat out he said, if I don't vote for the Communist Party... I get fired. I lose my job. So he had to vote for the Communist Party. And so in 1989, there was the mowing down of those kids protesting and stuff like that. Now, Peter, like I said, I wandered, going around in circles trying to figure out what to say and when. Sorry, I'm not more organized with it. It's just, this book really threw me for a loop. But, when the Soviet Union came back through Romania, they took everything. And one thing that led to the starvation of the 3.3 million Ukrainians during 1932 and 33 was Stalin's idea of collective farming, which basically means they took all the land from the farmers and they took all the livestock and gave them a couple tractors and plows, a couple things like that. Well, the industry was not moving as fast as what Stalin wanted or had projected, so there was not enough equipment to farm. Well, they were going on what the crops brought in, the yields that they brought in in 1931. And so when they obviously did not meet those quotas, the people who went without food were the farmers and the peasants of the Ukraine. So when the Soviet Union comes into Romania at the end of the war, or during the war, you know what I mean, same thing. After the war's done, guess what? We're going to do some collective farming. Peters was one of eight kids. They lived on a farm. And he was just a little kid at the time. The only thing they left the family with was one milk cow to feed the kids. I know how much milk I drank growing up. Me and my brother had put down over a gallon of milk a day. With eight kids, there ain't no way that cows would keep it up. So, Peter's parents did the only thing they could do to see to it that he would be fed. That was send him to a boarding school in Bucharest, the capital of Romania. <laughs> and so... He was trained and put in a factory to work, and he worked 
eight hours a day and then attended school for six and a half hours a day. One thing that him and his friends noticed, he was trained as a carpenter. They noticed that everything they built got put onto a train and shipped to Russia. Nothing was left inside of Romania for the people. So when he was 15, him and some friends went out in front of a government building and held a protest. They invited him inside the government building to meet the head guy there, and he says, hey, what's the problem? So they tell him their issues. And he says, we will definitely take this under consideration. You know, go, go, go back to work in school, and we will get back with you within a couple weeks. So they do. That night, around midnight, they get yanked out of bed. No trial, no nothing. Peter gets thrown into a prison. And his cell was underground. The room was 10 by 60 feet. There was up to 60 people in this room at all times. Their toilets were holes in the floor. That was the bathrooms there. They were fed one meal every three days. And if somebody died, which happened often, they, they wouldn't take the bodies out until they came to bring food. So if somebody died within an hour or two after their meal, they'd be in there for three days with that dead body before he'd get drug out. He was in there for a year. So, needless to say, when he gets released, he says, yay, communism. That's what actually got him into wrestling. To deal with his anger, aggravation, rage, whatever you want to call it. And he dominated. When the world championships were held in Bucharest, he smoked everybody, everybody. Following year, the Olympics were in Mexico, I believe it was. They didn't let him go. He was a sure gold medal in they, for the Soviet Union, and they did not let him go because he protested communism when he was 15 years old. So, this kind of treatment is what led to that protest in 1989 where all those kids got gunned down. We went with Peter's wife, Maria, to the memorial site next to the street where this shooting took place, saw a grave for a 10-year-old boy. The government buildings were there, still had bullet holes in the side of the building from when that happened seven years before. So yes, I was deeply concerned when they held this election. I was even more concerned when the Democratic candidate won. So I told Justin, find the closest country we can get to because we're not going east deeper into toward the Soviet Union, toward Russia. We're not going that direction.
it's like we're gonna head the ukraine was the closest and it was north it's like we're gonna head west by northwest just try to get out of this country and get into a country that's going to be more friendly toward the u.s so from what i told you about so what i'm getting at is is I didn't laugh and make jokes or whatever. I I didn't understand the full seriousness of what was going on between the Democrat, Democratic and Communist parties brawling in their parliament. But I still understood it was serious over there. So after learning about the starvation like I said, 3.3 million people. You're talking about damn near half of New York City dying from starvation. Over a two-year period. They went through that. They dealt with cannibalism, roaming bands of cannibals. There were situations where parents had killed their own kids to eat them. Situations where parents told their kids to eat the parents when they died. The thing is, is there's no way I'd ever try to take away from the atrocities that occurred toward the Jews. Around 6 million Jews were murdered at that time. Uh, a conservative estimate between Hitler and Stalin's reign of terror between 1932 and the end of the war, or basically the end of Stalin's reign, which was 1953 when he died, 14 million people in the bloodlands were murdered. Were flat out murdered. This isn't talking about like POW camps where Soviet soldiers were starved to death you know there it isn't about the bombings and casualties of war and things like that we're talking straight up murders 14 million people these are countries like the ukraine poland got it bad uh belarus they lost half or more of their entire population to murders and deportations to concentration camps. Lithuania. I mean, this region by far got hit harder than any other region throughout the entire world. Plain and simple. The thing is, is people tried to placate Stalin. They tried to placate Hitler. And it did no good. This is the whole point of what I'm trying to get to as far as if you think any kind of forced mandate is good, good for you. But guess what? Right now, it's what you want. 
what are you going to do when they decide to do something you don't want? Because then it's going to be you getting forced. Once you give the power, you cannot take it away. A perfect example of this was there was an uprising in Poland, mainly in Warsaw. The Germans were still holding on. The Poles were waiting for the Soviet Union to come help. And they finally decided, you know what? We got to try. We got to try. We got to show Stalin that we're willing to fight on his side. The Soviet Union was sitting across the river watching this go down. And the Poles finally lost. They were outnumbered, outgunned. I mean, it was, you know, they still put up a hell of a good fight. Then the Soviet Union came in and they started rounding up those Poles and Jews who fought. Why? Because Stalin figured, hey, if they're going to fight the Germans, they're going to be a problem. And in time, they're going to try to fight us. So they, he started rounding these people up, murdering them, sending them, deporting them to concentration camps. When Stalin was originally doing his NKVD, I do not recall the book ever telling what that stood for, but it was Stalin's SS. It was his secret police. A large number of his officers, and this was prior to World War II, say 1932, you know, moving on up toward World War II. Well, guess what? A lot of them were Jews. And then guess what? He turned on the Jews. He did not slaughter them like Hitler did, but they definitely were fired from their jobs. They were sent to concentration camps. And it wasn't just the Jews. There were actually Ukrainians. In 32 and 33. Who were fulfilling Stalin's wishes. And basically forcing their neighbors to starve to death. And then he came up with a reason to go after them. The thing is, is the police forces that Stalin and Hitler had were not necessarily big enough when their armies and that got stretched. They hired policemen from the people of the countries they were in. The Warsaw ghettos had to be the worst. They actually, the Germans had a Jewish police force that went and rounded up Jews to send them to, uh, what, uh, Treblinka. And that wasn't even a concentration camp. That was just a straight-up death factory. They kept a certain number of laborers to clean up bodies. 
When the Jews got there, they got off the train and got put into a gas chamber. And on the other side was a back door where the Jewish laborers had to pull them out. And then guess what? When it was all said and done, the Germans put the Jewish policemen on that train. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't just the Jews. Whatever country they went into, you know, especially during World War II, there, there was over a million people, million soldiers in the Central Army that went through to Moscow. They didn't have enough men to do all the things Hitler was wanting done. They hired other people. There were Poles that went around killing Jews. There were Jews betraying each other. In the other countries, same thing happened. Dullivanger was one of the officers that was put in charge of the nastiest division in World War II, leastways in Europe. The Japanese were pretty brutal themselves. But he was in charge. They actually made a fucking division out of convicted murderers, rapists, and the criminally insane. And went around slaughtering people. It does not have to get that bad for it to get bad here. The whole point is, is when you have somebody that has that kind of power when you give that kind of power to the government they are going to abuse it there isn't a single power our government has held that they have not abused not one and i mean they're they're loving this now they've got us so separated over this bullshit vaccine and guess, and I'm saying bullshit vaccine because it has not done one thing that they have promised. First, it was one and done. Then, with Pfizer and Moderna, it was a two-shot vaccine, which to me is still fine. When I went to Romania, I got vaccinated for Hep A, and I got the first round for Hep B, but I had to go to Romania before enough time had passed for me to get the second vaccination shot for hep B. Um, so, you know, if it takes two, it takes two, but then there's boosters. And, and guess what? It isn't doing what they said. They said, once you're vaccinated, you are protected. And that is not the case. People, for one, thousands have died from the vaccine itself. People are catching it afterwards, people are spreading it afterwards, and people are dying after receiving this supposed vaccine that's nothing more than gene therapy. If you want to give it, fine. I have no problems with it. I, I get people's fear and why they want to protect themselves. But things keep coming out as far as different bits of information our government lies about. Constantly. 
You know, and you can go back. I've, I said it before because people wanted to blame the unvaccinated for uh, making, making the mutations worse. And it doesn't work that way. The vaccine is what can do that. And I, and I told you before, I said, mark my words. I said, the people who are getting vaccinated, since it isn't a full vaccination, since it only works against part of the virus, the virus is going to mutate. And it mutated into Omicron. Now, Delta's still around. There's still a lot of people getting pretty sick from it. But Omicron is 100% unaffected by this vaccine and they're still telling you hey omicron's out there get vaccinated they are trying they don't give two shits about covid they don't give two shits about vaccine they're trying to establish a precedent that's what they're doing they have turned this into something political and it should not be political. Politics has no business in this. And yet that's what they're doing. And they're dividing the people. And I'm telling you, if you're one of those who are all for the mandates, you will regret it if they get that power. Because it will not end there. Look what's going on in Australia. In Australia, people outside of their own home, out in the country, if they are unvaccinated and the police will, if they see you outside, they stop and find out. A man was severely beaten by Australian police. People are t being taken and thrown in camps. Kids have been taken from their parents. This is Australia. This is a country that was supposed to be as free as us. And I truly believe there's one reason why it has happened there and not here. And that's because they got the guns from their citizens. The only thing there is is some rifles for hunters. All other guns were taken in the 90s. They used a mass shooting to justify it. And I'm telling you, if we did not, as a nation, have the right to own and bear arms, and if so many people didn't have them, we would be in the same boat as Australia right now. This shit is ridiculous. You need to read Bloodlands. I am telling you, share this episode so people will maybe listen. Because to me, it's not about the vaccine. It's not about the vaccine. It's about a mandate to force people. Now, most of the people that I know that believe in the vaccine have said what I said. Hey, the vaccinated is protected. If I get it and die, whatever, it's on me. 
If you're vaccinated, then you're protected. If it works that great, you should be fine. You know, it, it's not about the vaccine. It's about the federal mandate. They're trying to start a social credit system where they can track you. They already started different things back in the day. <laughs> How long's that? I, I don't even remember what it was called. It was like Snapshot or something. I think it was Progressive. Just let us put this thing in your car, and if you're a safe driver, you'll get even more discounts on your insurance. It's tracking you. Why, are, why hasn't our government put a stop to corporations being allowed to spy on us. I mean, it's, it's got to have been 10 years at least since if you've got one of those high-def TVs, smart TVs and all that shit, they've got cameras sitting watch you. Your phones track everything you freaking do everywhere you go. You know, it, it, it's not a joke, it is sad. I don't remember the woman's name, it's been a while since I heard the song. But I even made a post on Facebook about me listening to a song on my phone. It was Tom Dooley by uh, Doc Watson, his version of it. And it, it, I think Lori something, I, I can't remember exactly, but it, you know, Tom Dooley murders this woman. And it says her, full, her first and last name. An hour later, when I go on to Facebook, you know how you get posts and then you get ads and all of these suggested pages. Well, one of the suggested, Lori Foster was the woman's name. All of a sudden, I had a suggestion to follow a Facebook page of a Lori Foster. The podcasts I listen to. I have seen things come through there. I don't go on Facebook very much anymore, but earlier today I was scrolling through and I was like, where do I know this name from? It was another suggested page. It's like, where do I know this name from? And it's like, shit, that was somebody that was mentioned on freaking uh, one of the podcasts. I, I don't even remember which one. I listened to a, a few. But it's like, you got to be freaking kidding me. I listen to Rogan's podcast. There's certain things about him that annoy me more and more as I listen because he gets stoned and or drunk and he doesn't even realize that he's saying shit that contradicts himself, you know, so it's frustrating. But one of his advertisers on there, one of his sponsors is Athletic Greens. And out of nowhere, today, I get Athletic Greens coming through too. Why is our government allowing it? Well, I'll tell you why they're allowing it. They're getting paid to allow it. With all the money these corporations make, you think they can't afford to buy off our congressmen and shit? I mean, Nancy Pelosi makes 223 grand a year and the bitch is worth, what, between one and 200 million? 
Our politicians aren't looking out for our best interest or health. What amazes me the most is how people will sit and bitch about politicians in the what they're allowing corporations to do and this, that, and the other thing. Well, guess what? You can't complain about something like that and then turn around and think that they got our best interest at heart. Look at all the politicians that have went on about masks and how you have to wear masks. And then they're caught within a week out in public at a party without a mask. Nobody holds them accountable. The, the problem is, and it's going to go on, is as long as the American people are blaming each other instead of blaming the cause. There's, there, there's little doubt in my mind that this virus was released intentionally. We already know that it came from that lab. That it was gains of function research funded by the NIH, by Anthony Fauci himself. We know this. There's no doubt in my mind it was released intentionally. I mean, it takes a decade for a vaccine to be tested and all this other shit, and they develop it in, what, eight months? If that, and automatically put it through for emergency use. We have things that are proven to be beneficial, like the monoclonal antibodies and things of that nature with early treatment. And the monoclonal antibodies are even beneficial in the late stages of COVID to help people get better. And the government restricts it. The government has withheld the supply because states like Florida have had extremely good success with early treatment on COVID using monoclonal antibodies. And guess what? Now all of a sudden there's an antiviral medication released by Pfizer, I believe it is, that's supposed to work well against COVID. But apparently you have to take it in conjunction with other medications like HIV medications and stuff like that. Fuck off. When the NIH and Anthony Fauci are allowed to fund testing where they're locking dogs' heads into mesh freaking cages with sand flies, cutting their vocal cords so you, they aren't bothered and annoyed by listening to them bark so the sand flies can eat them to death. Literally. Look it up if you don't believe me. 
This has went on. It's nothing's been done. Where the hell's PETA on that one? They're allowing this shit to go on. They are allowing it. And I am telling you mandate people right here and now. If they get to push this mandate through, it's not going to stop there. There will be other mandates. And I'm telling you, we are going to be in the next bloodland. There is no excuse for the food shortages that we currently are having. No excuse. You know, there's... Kazakhstan was one of the places where Stalin was sending all these people that he considered to be against him. Political reasons, ethnic reasons. And guess what? Apparently, there's some there's some shit getting ready to go down, or there's a good chance of it, because Kazakhstan is right between Russia and China, and they have been working on the rail system to go through Kazakhstan so Russia and China can start doing some serious trading. I'm going to look more, try to look more into that so I can get some more details because this is just side information I've gotten from a podcast. But I'm definitely interesting because there's been kind of an uprising with the people in their government to the point to where their president said that, pro, that when it comes to protesters, you shoot to kill. It's a big enough deal that apparently Putin is moving 100,000 troops away from the Ukraine toward Kazakhstan. And guess what? There's a good chance our government's behind it. That's, that's our bread and butter ever since World War II and the creation of the CIA. Our CIA goes in and creates uprisings. They create coups to get our puppets in there. It's what we do. Do you think that our government wouldn't try something like that in Kazakhstan? Because guess what? All that work on the rail, on the rails, it's, it's currently postponed. Look at China. They have this kind of power with the social credit systems. They are sending Muslims to concentration camps. They have the power to make people disappear. There's some tennis player that's disappeared. They, they've made all kinds of people disappear. And... If they ever show up months later, years later, they have a different attitude. They don't say bad things about China when they come back. And they do it to anybody and everybody. It doesn't matter. That tennis player, I think, was 
uh, one of their Olympic athletes. And they've had their own billionaires disappear like that. Some never came back, some have. Singing a different tune. That is the kind of shit that can happen. And the biggest mistake anybody can ever make is saying that that wouldn't happen in America. It can happen anywhere. And I'm not going to lie, I have been guilty of some of this crap myself in regard to allowing fear to get me to go along. 9-11, the Patriot Act. Well, who gives a shit if they listen? I ain't doing nothing illegal. Well, actually, I kind of was at the time I was selling weed. Smoking weed. It's like, I know they ain't after me and the quarter pound of weed I picked up at a time. And in fact, I sell it just to smoke for free. You know, this is for my safety. This is for my parents' safety, my friends. I fell for it. And they're never going to give that power up. They never will. They still have it. And think about this. Do we need that? I mean, the war on terror has been won. We left Iraq and Afghanistan. We left. That's got to mean we won. So those, so the Patriot Acts, they should not be in play anymore. But guess what? They are. And there's, there's just, honestly, there's no way to fix it. There is no way to fix this. The only thing we can do is try and slow down our fall. That's the only thing we can do. Because guess what? Our politicians aren't going to give up their powers. They're individual ones. The money that comes from lobbyists and corporations to get them to vote on bills that benefit corporations. They're not going to do it. And there's only one way that this can be fixed. And it'd be pretty damn scary. And that's... that's it, it's... In economics, it is discussed. I had a professor get railroaded on this because he spoke to somebody that worked for the Peoria Journal Star and they asked him, what's the best form of government? And he made it clear about the benevolent part. But he said, a benevolent dictator. And this is why. A benevolent Dictator means the dictator is going, him being benevolent means he's going to do what's best for the people no matter what. The power's not going to get to him. It's what's best for the country and the people. The benefit of a dictator is he, when he makes a decision, it's done. Start, start tomorrow. Tax cuts are in effect. As opposed to us where 
It's got to be debated. It's got to be voted on. It's got to be sent to the Senate where it's got to be debated. It's got to be voted on. Then it's got to be sent to the president. And if he signs it, then it can go into effect, but it does not go into effect immediately. It usually takes place, say, on January 1st of a new year. Takes a lot longer to get shit done in a democratic republic like ours. Or a flat out, even a flat out democracy where everybody actually, a true democracy where everybody votes on everything. So the only way that you could come close to fixing this country is to have a benevolent dictator go in, get rid of all the politicians, put laws in place. A benevolent dictator wouldn't keep power. He would fix it and he'd leave. Turn it back over to the people. That'd be part of the benevolent part. Obviously, I don't think that's, it, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> you know, somebody getting the power. But <clears throat> he'd have to start making laws that would prevent politicians from participating in the stock market, like what Nancy Pelosi and many, many others do, including Republicans. Don't think for one minute I'm just blaming Democrats on this. She's just gotten called out on it recently, which is a freaking joke. The woman's so old and done so much damage, she could be kicked out tomorrow. And how the hell is that going to hurt her? But you would have to eliminate politicians from being able to do that. You'd have to make it illegal for them to be able to, um, ah, crap, brain fart, uh, take money from lobbyists and corporations. I do not see how that ever became legal to begin with. I mean, that's absolutely asinine. How... Is, and then they want to sit and talk about the corruption in China. It's like, how the fuck are they any different? What a lot of people don't understand, if you go to college and major in, in any kind of business, one of the things that you're going to learn, if you have to take an international business course, even the introductory, is bribery is actually considered to be part of business in China and other countries like it. Their government, uh, excuse me, their government employees don't have as big of a salary as you would think because bribery is expected. It's part of doing business. And guess what? It is the same thing here. You cannot tell me it isn't when they're allowed to take money from corporations. And they can talk a pretty good game, but tell me when the last time they actually passed a bill that benefited the people. And I'm not talking about minimum wage because that does not benefit the people that fucks them. If you want to argue, argue with the wall because I'm not going to argue about that with people anymore. 
It's one of the most basic things when it comes to economics. Minimum wage is not a good thing. It Like raising it keeps raising inflation. It, it makes things even more and more expensive. It's getting ridiculous. The amount of money shit costs is insane. We are screwed. And like I said, the only thing that we can do is slow down our downhill slide. That's it. You will never get enough politicians to write and pass a bill that would make illegal for our representatives and senators to take money from lobbyists and corporations. And that's the thing. AT&T, perfect example. During Trump's administration, AT&T paid one of Trump's guys 200 grand to get his ear. And that and see and at the time AT&T was trying to buy uh I think it was Time Warner which owned CNN, which Trump hated CNN. So he was trying to block it and you know all this other stupid shit. It was just nothing but a waste of fucking taxpayer dollars. But AT&T paid 200 grand to one of Trump's guys basically to lend me your ear. And that's the thing. That's that's how they're getting I guess how they're justifying it. It's like, "Oh no, I took money, you know, they're they're paying for my time. It's not so I'll vote on their behalf." So, I mean, it's like I said, it's both parties. It's all over the place. It just... Who who could have believed? You know, this is supposed to be the... And it is still. As bad as it is, it's still the greatest country in the world. But this kind of thing was never supposed to happen in a place like America. People were supposed to serve in the military and be proud that they served this country. People were supposed to serve in public office and be proud that they served. And that's the thing. People have lost sight of the purpose of our government. It is to represent us, not control us. Slowly but surely over time, they've been getting the power. And they've gotten the same amount of power over us. Already. Do not allow them to force these mandates. The fact that People are still getting COVID, still spreading COVID, and even still dying from COVID after vaccination should tell you 
that even if everybody on planet Earth was vaccinated, even if it was 100% safe, the vaccine itself, even if it was safe for everybody to take, which it ain't, but if it was, COVID still is not going to go away. And since it does not attack the virus as a whole, it's going to do what it's already done and mutate. That in itself should tell you a mandate is no good, that it is pointless, and it is nothing more than a power grab by our politicians. It's, this has gotten so insane. I lost one of my best friends since I was 17 years old because I'm not vaccinated. Fucking insane. I mean, common sense should tell you the things that they have you do are just ridiculous. And I try to be careful because of my folks. I live with my older folks. Dad's going to be 75 this year. Mama's going to be 70. Last year, there was a point in time where they thought we pretty much had COVID beat. Then there was an outbreak again. September, October, somewhere in that neighborhood. And it was when I quit going to the gym because it was so fucking retarded. You had to wear a mask walking in through the door up to the front desk and to scan in. Then when you got to the pool or to the gym or to the walking track or wherever you was going in there, you could take the mask off. It's no different in bars or restaurants. Gotta wear it to your table, but then you can take it off. It doesn't make sense. Nothing they have done makes sense. I can understand, in the beginning, mistakes being made. But not this late in the game. Not the mistakes they keep making. Not the lies they keep telling. I mean, they're already starting to get away from masks. Some dizzy bitch on frickin' CNN was going on that the cloth masks is nothing more than facial decorations. You need a three-ply surgical mask. Really? After two years, you just came up with that? And guess, you know, it's just eliminating one more mask, and it's going to get to where we don't have to wear masks at all, I'm telling you. This isn't political, people. It isn't political. They're just making it political. 
people stand by political parties, no matter what. If you have one strong belief in something, or if somebody has one strong belief in something, and that happens to be what a political party stands for, people will stand next to that political party come hell or high water. If somebody believes in abortion, that's what Democrats support, they don't necessarily believe in the rest of the shit, but guess what? They will defend that stuff at all costs. Just so they could have that one thing. Just so they could have that one thing. You have people doing that with unions in the Democratic Party. Even though the Democratic Party has done more to hurt unions than anybody. Like I've talked before with Bill Clinton and NAFTA. Obama and the TPP. Uh, Biden put us right back in it after Trump got us out. I mean... Our jobs getting shipped overseas is what's destroyed the unions. And, but guess what? That's all union workers, or that's what they care about the most. But they'll stand up and defend abortion, whether they be actually believe in it or not. You know, they're the same ones that are all for these mandates. Because they're making it political. And I'll tell you, it's it's kind of funny. I ended up writing a paper. It was extra credit in one of my econ classes. And my friend Chad and I were laughing. And I actually named the paper after what he said. <laughs> and named it Nictatorship, you know. <laughs> and I'm telling you, if I had the power, first thing I'd do... Any politician that has taken some kind of pay from a corporation or lobbyist, they'd be taken out in front of the Capitol and they'd be hung. Because to me, it's treason. They're supposed to represent us, not themselves, not corporations. Represent us. Another thing I'd do is eliminate presidents, not the ability to pardon. I think that is an important power when it is used correctly, but it would be made illegal for any future president after I turn things back over. I'd try, try to be benevolent, but... I'd make it illegal for them to pardon any politicians that's been convicted of anything. No, you'd have... That's the only way to fix it. It's the only way. But it ain't gonna happen. I'd also eliminate political parties for the reasons I was just saying. People don't even know what they're standing for anymore. Don't even know what they're standing for anymore. I, through quite a few conversations a couple years ago with a guy on Facebook, real good dude. He's like, you're libertarian. It's like, no, I'm just Nick, you know. 
and it's because I'm economically conservative, socially, I'm pretty damn liberal. I don't care what you do, you know? And he's like, well, you need to check out their website. And first I laughed my ass off, and then I went and just shredded him because the first thing on the Libertarian's website says it's immoral to vote because you're forcing your will on somebody else. So even if 99% of the population believes that something should be a certain way, it's immoral because you're forcing that 1% who don't want to do it. And then they start saying you need to vote for us. So obviously, it's like, ah, uh, dude, tell me it's immoral and then to vote for you? I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous, political parties. We have two of them, three if you count the libertarians. And it's just insane, I, you know, the, one of the last times I voted, I just voted for the president. Ted's like, well, what about the rest? It's like, I don't know anything about any of these people. I'm not going to just vote for somebody. And I voted Republican. I voted against Obama. I guess that makes me racist because I did it twice. So I'm a super racist. But it's like, I, I'm not going to vote for all these other people. I don't even know who they are or what they stand for. And that's my fault because I should have been looking it up. I was to the point by then that I wasn't even wanting to vote. I did. I haven't voted in the past two elections. I wasn't wanting to in the ones before that. I, I was trying to hang on to a belief and ignore what I was starting to see. And that's the political parties are working together against us. They are using issues to keep us separated. They're using things like gay marriage. That's what Obama used. Kept us fighting over that and the rebel flag just to push the TPP through so nobody knew what it was and what he was doing. And I'm, I'm sitting there saying, he and he did push it through. He was actually at the Capitol working with people to try to get them to push it through. But guess what? It was our representatives and senators that passed the shit so he could sign off on it or whatever. I mean, it's what they do. And now they're doing it with these mandates they're trying to force. And it is political. As sad as it is, if Trump was in office and was talking about mandates, there would be a 180 degree reversal. The Republicans would be pushing for mandates and the Democrats who are pushing for them now would be 100% against them. The only chance we have at slowing this down is for the 
Democrats and Republicans, and I'm referring to the people who claim an affiliation to come together and realize what's going on. Because the only way they can win is to keep us divided. I mean, whether you believe in God or not, like the Bible or not, it's got one of the most true sayings ever in it by Christ that says, a house divided cannot stand. We're talking about 500 and some odd freaking people that can destroy us because we can't stand together against them. If we could stand together against them, they'd have no chance. They wouldn't be able to be doing this crap to us. Think about the fact, look it up, there is a video where George W. Bush refers to Billy Clinton as his brother from another mother. In primary elections, Democrats just trash each other. Republicans just trash each other. And then as soon as the presidential candidate is voted for, all those people that trashed him, drug him through the mud, got his back. I mean, think about it. I mean, I always said I never wanted to be a politician just due to the fact that they're nothing but a bunch of lying sons of bitches, corrupt as hell. I gotta tell you, it'd be damn tempting now to jump into politics. Might as well make some of that money while all the dumb shits are sitting and arguing with each other. Fact is, we have nobody to blame but ourselves. Because we can't come together. Just think if we started coming together on stuff. Like actually compromising because the fact is is for Republicans for example we will never get rid of abortion and so just think if Republicans and Democrats sit down right now and Republicans said you know what We'll quit pushing on abortion if you quit pushing on mandates. Granted, there'd be a lot of people out of work because think about how much money is made with those arguments. All these coalitions to get rid of abortion, all these coalitions to keep abortion. People are getting paid for that crap. People are getting 
if you think people aren't getting paid to push for these mandates, they're, you're, you're kidding yourself. Just freaking kidding yourselves. But I'm telling you, you need to read Bloodlands. I'm telling you, when you see what went on with governments of power, the way they used people, and the people were like, hell yeah, we're on your side. And they're like, thank you for your service. Oh, by the way, now you're fucked. You need to read it, because I'm telling you, we will become the bloodlands. And considering we are actually armed as citizens, I got to tell you, there's a part of me that actually thinks it'll be more bloody that than what went on in Europe between 32 and 53. It will get ugly. And it's because we can't get along. And because people are so damn stubborn and they want to prove that they're right Politically speaking, that their political party is right. They're going to be willing to give up the right to say no. Because that's what the mandate is. Is people losing their right to say no. Once that precedent is set, it ain't going away. So... I know this has been a little bit longer. Sorry about that, but it is what it is. So please share this. You know, not that anybody's going to listen to me or whatever, but at the very least, I think people need to take it into consideration. Food for thought. You know, listen to the stories I talked to. I didn't make that shit up about Romania. I've talked about that ever since I was 16. Ever since 1996, when I came home, 97, it was the end of 96, so 96, 97, when I came home, after that anniversary of those kids being shot down, I've talked about it. I, you know, it's, it's not made up. About Peter being in prison, about the look up those protests and see what happened. I'm telling you. So like I said, it was scary being there for that election. Because be, especially being an American, shit. What do you think them communists would have done to us, being Americans? You know, it, I ain't gonna lie, it was, I loved being over there. And in a sense, I didn't want to come back, to be honest. But that, that was for other reasons. But it was, man, when that shit was going down with the election and that, it, it was scary. And it is going to be 
bad when this shit happens, I'm telling you. So I'm going to quit repeating myself. So questions, comments, whatever, littlemb6580 at gmail.com. That's L-I-T-T-L-E, M as in Mike, B as in Bravo, 6580 at gmail.com. Until next time, y'all take care.